Trump's campaign says Sidney Powell is not a member of the Trump legal team, and Powell responds. And New York Governor Andrew Cuomo is actually getting an Emmy for his pandemic leadership. And a Florida Holocaust Museum has opened up a new exhibit about George Floyd. We've got all that and much more coming up, and it starts right now. Welcome to the news and why it matters. I'm Hillary Kennedy filling in for Sarah Gonzalez while she is out on maternity leave with her beautiful new baby. Whoa, what a weekend. There was a lot that came out this weekend. We've got a ton to get to, which is why I've got the A-team here today. Yako Buyans, the to founder here. and president of Share Together and host of the Yako Buyans Show. It's Thanks for being here. good to be here. here with you two. And then we also have Elijah Schaefer, the host of Slightly Offensive here on Blaze TV. Thank you for being here. Thank you for inviting me. You said A-list, but we also have to bring the C-level comedy as well. <laughs> bad jokes today. I, I, I can guarantee we're, we're bad jokes. We're all about the C-level comedy. Yeah, <laughs> I like that. All right, so uh, in the intro, I talked a little bit about this. The Trump campaign released a statement saying Sidney Powell is not a member of the Trump legal team. This shocked a lot of people, uh, including me here at this table. So here's what they said, um, and this came from Jenna Ellis and Trump's personal attorney, Rudy Giuliani. They made this a state, the statement. It was shared on Twitter saying Sidney Powell is practicing law on her own. She is not a member of the Trump legal team. She is also not a lawyer for the president in his personal capacity. Now, they issued this just a few days after Powell appeared with Giuliani and Ellis at a press conference kind of outlining their claims of voter fraud from the election. She came back out saying, you know, hopefully we're going to have something ready to file and it will be of biblical proportions. So a lot of people really excited because they, you know, were hopeful that they have something to share. But Yako, you have talked to Sydney and you've talked to people on Trump's team. So what do you make of the statement coming from his camp? Yeah, look, look, it's true. It's true. Jenna Ellis is chief legal counsel. Rudy Giuliani has all, always been with the president. Sydney herself said, no, I'm not. I agree. I'm not on, on the president's team officially, not hired by the campaign, but for the American people going after it. And I can tell you, I made a call this morning and she's going to continue to go after it. She's going to continue for the American people to go and represent the American people. But I think Sydney herself, you know, publicly said, look, I'm not on the team. Jenna Ellis is an incredible lawyer. She is the personal, uh, the president's personal chief legal counsel, Rudy Giuliani, we know. But there's another group. There's another group. It's called the Amistad Project. And it's Phil Klein, former attorney general. And Phil Klein is filing suit today and tomorrow and the next three days. And they're filing suit going after some, some interesting things. Not Dominion, Sydney Powell going Dominion route. Right. Of course, Jenna and Rudy Giuliani is going the route of obstruction of justice, obstruction of, you know, conservatives being able to watch at the polls. And then the Amistad project is going after Zuckerberg because there's private money funded in this election. There's election officials that received private money from Zuckerberg through a corporation called CTCL that you need to look into. Right. And there are judges that has received money from CTCL as it relates to the election. So three groups fighting for the American people. Jenna and, and Rudy, it's officially the president's team and they're amazing, know them personally. Sydney fighting like a dog on a bone like she normally does. Not, and so I think the confusion was her on stage with them. Mm -hmm. I think if they think about that, maybe in retrospect, maybe they do that a little differently because it did, even for me that know them, all, I thought, okay, she's now 
she's, they're officially now one team, you know, but they're all fighting for the American people. I just, you know, I just pray we all fight in the right, in the same direction. Yeah, no, I know. I was going to say, I actually agree with you with the Zuckerberg thing is that on one side, we're finding out that he gave all of this money to this project to help secure elections and, and, and clarify the results. And then it turns out that every one of those elections, it went to Democrats and this kind of like they had a bump in the amount of votes wherever you saw that money. There was like a massive spike in the turnout and everything towards Democrats, which looks like election meddling to some degree, especially with the fact that he's all about preventing voter fraud. But with Sidney Powell, I don't know why. Anybody is weirded out by this statement. I know Twitter, which is not real life, uh, you know, every, everybody that's like a grifter or jumps on the train, one moment they hate Tucker, the next moment, they're, mm -hmm. now they're defending Tucker for his criticisms of Sidney Powell. And everyone that was behind uh, Sidney is now attacking her. Because of what? There was just a statement made, a professional statement, that just to clarify, her statements are her own statements. By the that's way, right. these are lawyers. It's very yeah. important that lawyers clarify who they represent or who's representing them. That's right. And these cases are volatile. And so, you know, especially with Rudy, especially with what's going on with, I mean, even lawyers we're not seeing, when Citi's making these claims, either she is absolutely insane, which is possible. I mean, I mean, the people make that criticism, or maybe she's telling the truth and she really does know something. And, but people have to realize that if Rudy and these people, not distancing themselves, but clarifying, it's not even a protection measure. It doesn't mean they're discrediting her or they don't believe her. Mm -hmm. It just means that, look, legally speaking, we can't mix these things up and the American people need to know this. And everyone acts surprised. It's like, why do you think that Sydney has been fundraising this entire time yeah. for her own group? Mm -hmm. She hasn't expensed the Trump campaign at all. She exactly. hasn't expensed Trump personally. Exactly. She hasn't taken a single dollar from these people. All that she's coming out is saying is, yeah, that's true. But I think people want to twist this whatever the way they want to, because like it says on, on every, every social media website, you know, there is no evidence whatsoever of fraud anywhere. You know, people keep saying that there's no evidence. Yeah. There's, there's no evidence. Well, Sidney Powell says she has biblical proportions of this. Mm -hmm. And I think that it's smart for any lawyer to say, well, we're going to let her be. Now you, yeah, yeah. And sorry, if I, if I could just say one thing, you're right. And it's just about three groups, which I'm a start project with Phil Klein. Nobody's talking about. And they're going after it tooth and nail on their own, funded by themselves. Sydney has her team her team and they're going after it and I think it's just smart because otherwise Jenna and and Rudy would be asked questions about hey Dominion software which is not the track they're on mm -hmm. that's Sydney she's going after it she you know evidence of biblical proportions but I can tell you Phil Klein and his team has got epic evidence on Zuckerberg and on CTCL which is also not a track Rudy and, and Jenna is going on so we need all of it Right. We need everybody to fight, but drawing the lines is not one disfranchising the other or saying discrediting the other. I'm with you, Elijah. It's just saying, hey, this is us. This is what we're doing. We're official with the president. These other two groups are fighting like crazy against, you know, what's, what looks like fraud. And maybe we should not just cry fraud, 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 but we should ask the left to, to prove, prove that you played by the rules. Come Philadelphia, come Pennsylvania, prove that. You know, you played by the rules, you know. Right. No, I think you guys brought up a great point because when you see the headlines saying, <coughs> you know, she's not a part of what they're doing, it was kind of shocking at first until you start doing the research and see what she's been working on, what they've been working on. So I think it was smart that they came out and made that distinction. So Sydney did respond. She released her own statement. She said, I understand today's press release. I will continue to represent we the people who had their votes for Trump and other Republicans stolen by massive fraud through Dominion and Smartmatic, and we will be filing suit soon. The chips will fall where they may, and we will defend the foundations of this great republic. 
She also added in a lengthier statement, I agree with the campaign statement that I'm not part of the campaign's legal team. So mm -hmm. she's clarifying that without a doubt. I never signed a retainer agreement or sent the president or the campaign a bill for my expenses or fees. My intent has always been to expose all the fraud I could find. The evidence I'm compiling is overwhelming that this software tool was used to shift millions of votes from President Trump and other Republican candidates to Biden and other Democrat candidates. We're proceeding to prepare our lawsuit and file it this week. It will be epic. So you forgot the hashtag, the Kraken on yeah, steroids. Yeah, yeah. hashtag yeah, Kraken right. on steroids. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, so it sounds like Pal is standing by her statements and agrees with the legal team. And it sounds like what you guys are saying. They just want to make sure everybody knows who's kind of working on yeah, what. Look, these things can coexist, right? I mean, one can go after Dominion. One can go after what happened at, at you know, the, the counting stations, Rudy and Jenna and, 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 and obstruction. And then Phil Klein's team with Amistad can go after Zucker. These things can happen simultaneously and probably should. It should, but they're just drawing lines saying this is what we're focusing on. Well, it, just, it makes you wonder what incentive would she have to lie about any of this if she knows it will be proven untrue in court? I mean, if they're, they're planning well, to file. I don't know why the left is even trying to write her off because I, I have a personal thank you that I'd like to say to the Democrats for spending four years and over $30 million to convince the American public that we need to doubt the security of our elections, that we need to realize that they can be interfered with, rigged, mm -hmm. that right. they can be absolutely influenced. I mean, they did such a good job that maybe they did too good of a job. And I think the American people now are realizing before 2016, people probably didn't doubt the integrity of elections as much as they do today. Mm -hmm. But all it's been for four years is there is fraud, there is interference. Believe us, believe us, believe us. And then the election came and they go, but not this one because we won. Mm -hmm. It's like, well, Sidney Powell's just picking up the torch where you left off and saying, you know what, you're right, there could be massive fraud. And if you said that Russia, with barely any evidence, not even really evidence, you know, massively Middle, flipped the yeah, election in, in terms of Trump, then what makes you think with, with a voting system connected to foreign countries, I mean, it's so complicated when you get into where it's counted, who designed it, who wrote it. I mean, there's a lot of suspicious activity why should this not be looked into? Why is she crazy? And I think that the Americans are getting tired of that, is that anytime that we question something or we want to know or we want to fight back, we are conspiracy theorists, we're insane, mm -hmm. we, are, we are, you know, undermining democracy. Mm -hmm. And it's like, well, if we are undermining democracy, then what the heck were you doing for the last yeah, four years? No question. And it's all it's the rules. Elijah, they make the rules for themselves and they change the rules whenever, you know, what foot is the shoe on in this moment, right? But David Harris Jr. had a, had, a, had a message this week, which I thought was brilliant. He said, shouldn't every American want to have the peace of mind in our democratic, you know, election process to say going forward we should be able to trust the election shouldn't everybody left right center of the aisle say hey let's make sure this was played by the rules the fact of the matter is they don't want to because they don't care if they stole it and you proved it to them they would still not care because they they're people who support them are walking into walmart stealing flat screen tvs and they don't frown upon them they don't oust them they don't care so even if you had the evidence on the table which i which i believe we're going to see and I believe we're going to stand firm. I don't think it changes their mind. You saw Twitter? You saw what Twitter did? Jack Dorsey said, yeah. no matter what happens, yes. this, they're going to hand over the official government accounts to Joe Biden, no matter what evidence comes out, that he's the projected winner. Like, I mean, they're preemptively planning to put January this man in power, yeah. mm -hmm. regardless of results. Not saying that they're, we're going to find the results that would prevent him. I don't know. Mm -hmm. God yeah. knows. The yeah. lawyers are saying we will. Exactly. But the fact that you're seeing also, like, I think it's, was it the secretary? Is either the treasury or the state? Like, he's connected to Axios, and Axios, like, he's all connected in the mainstream media, and they're already backing this and you see this collusion between these people forcing you to accept a reality that has not yet been proven mm -hmm. while accusing you for trying to believe a reality 
that you can't prove. And you're going, well, no. what, what, what kind of country do we live in where I'm getting, a, I'm getting shamed for doing what you're doing on, on steroids? Right. Exactly. Look, it's, it's a coup for sure, but it's also a heist. This is a heist because there's a, there's a lot of moving. I like that. It's a heist. There's no doubt. It was well organized. You know, we, one thing to say it's a coup, we all agree, but to go and execute the bank robbery, right. it's a heist, you know, and, and there's a getaway driver and there's a watchman on the wall and there's an inside, inside they informant. A win. They played a win. Yeah, no I doubt. I give them such good credit for no, that. No, they played they're a insane. win. They're insane, yeah. but they're successful. Because remember, yeah. I mean, you look at every murderer that's out there, a serial killer, mm. they are insane, but sometimes the ones that are the most crazy yeah, are the most successful. They can pull it off. Well, real quickly, we just have time um, to show you the clip of Tucker Carlson. He responded to the anger that he got from a lot of viewers about Sidney Powell, because he reported and said, you know, she hadn't shown any evidence. So I just want to play you his response. Now, we've heard from a lot of people about that segment, including people in the White House, and people close to the president. Like us, they have concluded that this election was not fair. Like us, they are willing to believe any explanation for what happened. Like us, they have not seen a single piece of evidence showing that software changed votes. Doesn't mean it didn't happen, it might have happened. It means they haven't seen any evidence that it happened. And by they, we are including other members of Donald Trump's own legal team. They have not seen Powell's evidence either. No testimony from employees, inside the software companies, no damning internal documents, no copies of the software itself. So that's where we are. So this just kind of goes back to what you were saying, Yaku. They're, they're working independently, so right. it makes sense that they haven't seen that's that. That's right, and for time. that reason, it makes all the sense in the world that Jenna and, and Rudy, the mayor, would say, hold a minute, we can't defend those statements because we don't know. This is us, we're the official team. But in our own right, Sidney Powell can say, well, I'm going down this lane, and I've got a team funded diving into this. For the same Phil Klein and the Amistad project can say, we're going after CTCL and, 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 and Zuckerberg. And I'm saying, do it all. Do it all. All of it, you know, and then bring the evidence. It's got to go to court. Put it in front of a jury. Let the American people see it. Let's run the legal system of this country that's kept us safe and, f and free for a long time, right? Let it run. There's just a faction of our society that does not want that to happen because in the back of their mind, they know. They know. Not just this time. They'll steal and they'll steal again. And they'll steal again. And they've stolen in the past. And they know they've done things. So they don't want to be found out. So whether they found out this time or not, we should dig. Absolutely. We should investigate. All right. We've got more to come. First, we want to thank our sponsor, Omega XL. So whether it's your back or your knees, your neck or shoulder pain, the underlying cause, it's likely inflammation and you have to defeat inflammation or it can cause permanent damage. Backed by 35 years of clinical research, Omega XL, it attacks the inflammation that's causing your pain, which is brilliant because pain relievers, topical rubs, let's just mask at the problem. Omega XL neutralizes the inflammation that causes the painful stiff joints and muscles. There was even a doctor that said with my prescription pad, I can't write anything that comes close to doing what Omega XL does. So if you're suffering with aches and pains and all that stiffness that hurts, right? You need to try Omega XL. So let's get you started. Order Omega XL now and get a second bottle for free. Visit OmegaXL.com news. That's OmegaXL.com news. Or you can call 800-844-4888. That's 800-844-4888. We'll be right back.
Well, would you believe it? Governor Andrew Cuomo is about to receive an Emmy Award for his pandemic leadership. <laughs> This is actually a real story. Uh, This is bizarre to me. Uh, He has been selected to receive this year's International Emmy Founders Award in recognition of his leadership during the COVID-19 pandemic and his masterful use of television to inform and calm people around the world. Uh, The International Academy president and CEO, Bruce Paisner, he said the governor's 111 daily briefings worked so well because he effectively created television shows with characters, plot lines and stories of success and failure. Exactly. People around the world tuned in to find out what was going on. And New York became a symbol of the determination to fight back. These briefings were carried live by New York's local TV stations nationally on CNN, MSNBC, well, was, Fox News. Well, how are you News. reading this with a straight face? I, I could not believe this when I saw this, truly. <laughs> and lots of New Yorkers have been responding with total disbelief over this as well, especially those who had loved ones that died in those nursing homes and were just shocked by the way he handled this. So first he's gotten a book deal, and now he's getting an image. Of course he got a book deal. <laughs> What are, I, I, well, I would love to know, because Elijah, I can tell you're just like, what in no, the world? It's, it's, okay, this is what I'm telling people. The World Economic Forum, right, these NGOs, these global organizations, there is a fight between populists and between global elites, people who have the interest of a country in and of themselves, people who are looking out for more, I would say, sinister plans or plans that, that are, are uh, not in the interest of the people. They're open about this. They talk about the, this great reset that they're trying to do. They say their f- slogan for it is to build back better. They... If they put somebody like uh, Biden in, who's, that's his slogan. He builds his, his entire thing. This is not a conspiracy theory. This is really the UN. These are their, their agendas and what they're doing. And then he says he's going to you know, build this country back better. Nobody realizes this is a global plan. No. This has nothing to do with our country. Trudeau's putting it in, in Canada. And then you get down. And the best way that these global elites can kind of slap us in the face is by doing things that are so ridiculous and stupid with our institutions and basically mocking us. And one of, some of the things that they do is like, I, I could just, not that I have evidence of this, but I could just picture people being like, what's the best way to show the populist movement is dead or that New York is run by these elite, elitist class people? Let's take the worst governor in America that is the responsible for the single-handedly over 30,000 deaths, specifically over 6,000 elderly people directly by his order. Yeah. He yeah. literally, they say Trump killed people. Cuomo literally by his decree has a bunch of people who are celebrating the holidays now without their loved ones yeah. because of him. Let's not only give him a book about his success, right? It was kind of like with Obama, how he did nothing and he's in a, what, on book four, I think, about himself. <laughs> um, let's give him a book, but like, let's put him on TV and award him, and this is for theatrics. Like, let's literally admit that this guy is an actor and this is absolute BS and we're gonna award him in front of everybody for his behavior, showing if you are allegiant to what we want, if you do not act in the will of the people, not only will you be wealthy, a book deal is money, no one cares, it's money, but you're going to have fame. We're going to make sure you're remembered but in history, in the history books as a good guy. Elisha, this is the playbook. Though. <laughs> yeah. the, the, the sad part about it is it's real. It's theatrics. He did put on a TV show. It was most likely scripted. <laughs> It was a performance. He was performing. This is the same guy who the other day lost his you-know-what with a reporter, can't keep his cool, you know. No, they're rewarding him for doing exactly what that... This is how corrupt the Academy Awards, the Emmys, you know, the Grammys. This is how corrupt it is. They reward good 
downstream handlings. They reward those who play by the rules. This is how they elevate them. This is what the Illuminati does in the music business. Hey, we're going to give you a career, and when we call on you, this is what you're going to do. This is what you're going to say in public. This is what it is. They're being very serious. They're rewarding him because by their standards, he performed really well. Now, when we look with sanity, sanity and go, this guy is directly responsible for people dying. He shouldn't get a single award for nothing, right? But it's not the standards they measure by. They measure by the standard, when we told you to bark, doggy, you bark. It fell upwards. Mm -hmm. Exactly. I think there's that one journalist, I, 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 I might, I'm not going to try her name, but I know that she like plagiarized, she had all these problems, and then I know that she got, I think, a prestigious like teaching position at NYU afterwards after she got fired, because it's like she was doing something wrong, and then she got caught, and then she gets exposed, but then she still secures a job at a prestigious university. I wish we had that kind of you know, uh, safety net as being right wing that we could like, you know, totally make an error, which shows you that the errors and the corruption is actually by design because you don't get exactly. rewarded for doing something stupid unless it was intentional. And someone's like, we'll get your back. Plan. He's yeah. executing a game yeah. plan. It's like the mafia. 100%. Well, here's how he responded. He said, it's flattering. I accept it on behalf of the people of this state. It's for the people of the state. Oh, yes. What New Yorkers did was really amazing. I, I wouldn't say a lot of New Yorkers feel the same way, though. Buffalo... Uh, area business owners, they were defiant against his coronavirus-related restrictions on Friday. They told a local health inspector and the sheriff's deputies to show up. They showed up to enforce some restrictions because a lot of these business owners were meeting together trying to figure out how do we keep our businesses alive under these horrible restrictions. They told the health inspector and the sheriff's deputies, like, get out, leave, and we have a clip of that. But some of these people actually work for their money and they don't want to lose their livelihood. I've lost friends, Call I've lost family. Power who've killed themselves. I've seen clients die because they've lost their livelihood. I'm sorry to hear that. I know you are, and I'm just a pale, I'm asking for you to guys have yeah, some compassion for the people that have lost everything. We do so, have compassion for people, people who okay, have Okay, well you need to go have compassion out in the parking lot. But this is private property. This is, this is private property. This, this is private property. Yes, it is. It's private property. Go I get a warrant. Listen, man, this is private property. They're not wanted here. So do your jobs. Well, her job is... Well, no, no, your you job is to remove people that are not wanted here. You have a She's We're wanted here. Department. They're not. Do you have She's a hiding her name tag. She had I'm a name tag. I'm not. It's right here. It's my right here. You can see my name tag. They're just doing their job. There we go. You should all be wearing masks. How come I'm not doing anything have masks wrong. On? Don't worry about my health. My health isn't you're, your concern. You're meant to be wearing a mask. It's a government. Okay, well, then write me up. It's the law. Okay, then take me to jail. It's not the law. Then take me to jail. So this was the Erie County Department of Health and the sheriff's deputies there. So what does it say about New York that at the same time, the governor is getting an Emmy Award, but you've got these business owners that are desperately trying to get together, save their businesses, and here you've got the health department coming in to try and shut them down. Because, Hillary, we celebrate Thanksgiving this week. Why? Because we value family. Because we value people. We're still going to, no matter what they steal, no matter what they try to do or convince you, at the end of the day, when someone, I always say, the thoughts you have alone at night on your pillow, that's the real you. People want to be close to their family and their people. And they may have to have a reality check and, and realize they didn't vote that way, November 3rd, but you're going to see this happen across this nation. You hear me today. If Biden's in the White House, this is going to happen in places you would the least expect it, like New York, Minnesota. Because when you put a dog in a corner, right, and he's got nothing more to lose, he's going to attack. And it's going to be surprising to see the ones that are coming out in, in states like New, in cities like New York who are saying, get off my property. This is private property. I salute that guy. This should happen across the nation. We should throw a block party.
this week <laughs> and celebrate one another for Thanksgiving. <coughs> you get all your family in one house and please come knock on our doors. Please come on. Well, they were doing the same thing in Huntington Beach. They were fighting back against uh, Governor Gavin Newsom's curfew. And I think we have some footage of that. But it's just really interesting that all these protesters, by the way, there were several protests that went on fighting back against coronavirus orders this weekend, all of which were peaceful. I didn't hear anything about there being no. They 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 were they were actually peaceful. Um, they were peacefully ignoring the laws. And I want to I want to point this out. This is where you were saying about putting a dog in a corner. That's so important. Is I've noticed a trend right now, um, specifically saying how Twitter's not real life. Um, the narratives in the country are often derived from Twitter, unfortunately. But the narrative doesn't always match reality. And I know this because the day that that Governor Abbott here in Texas gratefully said, we are not doing lockdowns. And he said that not because of partisanship, but because, speaking of science, because there is not evidence that the lockdowns and the shutdowns directly help things. It, you know, shutting down your whole state to stop coronavirus is like abolishing school to stop school shootings. You know, it doesn't, that doesn't, yeah, sure, you could stop school shootings, but now you don't have an education system. Like, that's not the solution. Um, you know, ultimately, the best solution to coronavirus is suicide, right? I mean, if everyone's dead, no one can catch it. And these are foolish recommendations. But what the media does is when someone like Abbott goes against the flow and says, I'm not shutting this down. I don't want to do this. We will look at other measures and ways to contain this. I don't know if we can. The first article on Google that popped up that day was like Abbott to not close down state as a million cases surge, many Texans not happy. So I click on him going, that's not what I know. For, I mean, I know I'm not just talking about here, conservatives, right wing. I'm talking about people I talk to, even my sister's a far, far, far left, my older sister here. And she's like, I'm grateful that we're not shutting down. Glad the schools are back open. So I'm going, I got to look at this. I go into the article and it says like, here's the people that disagree. So I'm like, let me go look up their personal profiles. And they have like 10 followers. It's a random account on Twitter. And it's like, you know, BLM, they, them, she, hers with my pronoun, anti-Trump resist. And I'm going, hold up. To make a narrative of saying that people didn't right. want to reopen the state, you found some fringe people who are crazy and hop on every anti-right-wing bandwagon to represent a great narrative of the state, not That's a lot right. of people are not happy. That's what they're doing, is if you look in the background of who they're saying in this coronavirus supports the shutdowns, they go, oh, many people agree. They're talking about like 10 comments under Cuomo's tweet right. of people that are mentally ill. Mm -hmm. And the average person you talk to is like, look, we know that shutdowns, were an okay thing to do in the beginning, meaning because no one knew the truth. It was very hard to know. And everyone was like, two weeks, whatever, we'll all chip in. But we did our part. And either the government, which I don't want, is going to have to compensate us and give us back all the money that we lost, or they need to open up our states and our cities. And I don't know one business owner or individual that is sane, that are left or right, that believes that these shutdowns are not only necessary, but that they someone should get an award for conscripting yep, yep. them. I mean, I'm, I'm telling you, this is not, this is nonpartisan. That's why they're manipulating the narrative publicly just to keep slapping us being like, actually, not only are these governors doing their job, they're the best people in the country. And it, I can't say anything else or I can get kicked off. Yeah, the but this is what they do. They write, yeah. the, they write the story. They write the story. And, and, you know, and we've been drinking the Kool-Aid for decades and it's time to stop drinking time the Kool-Aid. Time to stop. You got it. You guys, I'm so glad y'all are here today. You're awesome. making me feel better about things. We're all in this together. I want to give Cuomo like a nugget. Can you say that? <laughs> so they, they, they always say they want to punch people. I'm not going to say anything violent. I just want to. I wonder if Chris Cuomo's <laughs> jealous of his head. brother's getting an Emmy. I bet you that Thanksgiving, you know. It's going to be a love fest for yeah, exactly, him. Exactly, right? He'll have them on his show so they can congratulate each oh, other. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right, so we've got more to come. First, we want to thank our sponsor, Taser. You know, the world in 2020. 
Boy, it can feel like an unstable and dangerous place, but we can't live in fear. And Taser is giving people the confidence to protect themselves by creating life-saving self-defense technology. Taser's line of non-lethal self-protection devices, they're small and they're lightweight enough to carry with you or in your glove compartment or your purse, but they are powerful enough to incapacitate an attacker. Now, guns can come with risks for you and those around you, and even pepper spray, that can harm you as much as an attacker, and it's often ineffective. But Taser products, they're safer and they're easy to use. They use an electrical charge to immobilize attackers for up to 30 seconds. That allows you time to escape and even sends emergency dispatch to your GPS location. The Taser devices, they come loaded with features like laser-assisted targeting and that emergency dispatch, which will send a response team to your GPS location upon firing. That's peace of mind. More than 237,000 lives have been saved with the Taser network of devices, apps, and personnel. So protect yourself and your family with Taser's line of smart self-defense products. Taser's available without a permit in most U.S. states. So get the Taser Pulse Plus or Taser Strike Light at taser.com with promo code Y and save 15% now at taser.com promo code Y, spelled T-A-S-E-R dot com promo code y restrictions apply see site for details we'll be back in just a minute a holocaust museum has opened an exhibition about george floyd now this is in maitland florida it's their resource and education center they opened a new exhibition titled uprooting prejudice faces of change and they said in the wake of george floyd's murder we felt it was an it was important to bring meaning to the aftermath to our museum now the exhibit features 45 black and white photos of individuals depicting their powerful emotions and thoughts in response to racism according to the museum's facebook page now the united states holocaust memorial museum it describes the Holocaust as the, a systematic, bureaucratic, state-sponsored persecution and murder of six million Jewish men, women, and children by the Nazi regime and its collaborators. So that's the United States Holocaust Museum's definition, but this is the Holocaust Museum in Maitland, Florida that has this exhibit. I would love to know your thoughts on the comparison of George Floyd's death to the Holocaust and how they're trying to align those two things. No life lost, the life that agrees with me, the life that disagrees with me, the life that believes the faith I have or doesn't, no life lost is ever good, okay? Because God, we're his children and he wants every life redeemed, never good. But this is insanity. I take personal offense to the fact that that museum wants to play to, you know, culture and wants to be culturally accepted. It's a Holocaust museum. By definition, to bring you know honor to my family is Jewish. Okay, my, my grandmother, you know, we have family members who escaped the Holocaust, right? Am I saying don't have a memorial, a museum for that matter, for George Floyd or any? Absolutely. Go do that. Yes. But this is like Baskin and Robin saying we're gonna start selling pizza. This is not this is not what you're doing. And I would I was gonna say read the definition. Just read the definition, and you've done it, of what is the Holocaust Museum's purpose, right? This is, to, to me, nothing other than them playing to the liberal left media crowd. And this is like earning brownie points. But you have to go ask family members of survivors of the Holocaust, family members of those who lost, and, and say, do you think this in any way, shape, or form, you know, 
diminishes the impact of the Holocaust Museum to the Jewish population around the world? And the answer is absolutely, of course, absolutely yes. So I, t I take problem with it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think one interesting thing is maybe because of COVID they have low numbers. I mean, I could look at this from three angles, right? They could have low numbers and they're looking to make a media hype and bring people in because people probably aren't going to museums right now. I would, I would just guess. Yeah, that's probably uh, that's but, a good guess. But on the other hand, you know, this also could defeat the purpose long term because I think one thing universally that is bipartisan is that no matter who you are or what you believe, people agree that the Holocaust is a lesson to be learned. And they realize even apart from the you know, arguments of fascism, genocide, and specifically whether it's Armenian genocide or anything, this is just used as a monolith. This one specific to, to, to because we have images of it, go, guys, the way to solve political disputes is not to genocide an entire race of people. That's not what it is. And we can, we can sympathize with this diaspora and understand a lot about the world and people and suffering from this. So on that hand, I could see that they're going, well, maybe this is another movement that we've sparked off and we look at it and we go, oh, we can learn a lot about the world and the plight of black people and stuff. But, you know, they just aren't the same and they aren't connected in the same way. And I will say this, a lot of Jewish people, though, are very liberal. Uh, very, very liberal. Very. Uh, like extremely, which always seems so weird to me, it's too. bizarre. Because even Cuomo is like very, very in some ways anti-Semitic. They target the Jews in New mm -hmm. York, yet they're still loyal. Um, you know, I would say that this has less to do with, you know, like the alt-right or people would be like, oh, see, the Jewish people control the world or whatever, and they're trying to manipulate things. No, I think this has to do with the fact that there's a lot of liberal people, and this was a probably actually a smart business decision. I'm sure some people will go see it now, mm -hmm. and good on them, and they've ruined their the long-term bad, bad plan, you know? Absolutely. And so I just think it's sad to see that liberal politics has ruined even something as simple as remembering a terrible thing like the Holocaust and turned it into a political game. I right. hate it. Monetizing it. Well, so we just have a few minutes, but I do want to talk quickly about uh, Patrice Cullors, one of the three co-founders of the Black Lives Matter movement. She's calling for Joe Biden to enact some really far left legislation that would lead to the abolition of police, prisons. Uh, they want to dismantle the Drug Enforcement Administration, Immigration and Customs Enforcement, Customs and Border Protection, Immigration Detention Centers. It's called the Breathe Act. Um, definitely look it up and read about it. But I mean, they're talking about removing police, school resource officers, armed security from schools, metal detectors at schools, surveillance equipment. They want to get rid of all of those things. And on and on and on. They also want, uh, of course, clean, renewable, zero emission energy sources, kind of like the Green New Deal. They're focusing on a lot of that. But do you think Biden would sign a piece of legislation that is this far left? Well, I got to hold for him and go, Biden's not going to be able to do too much because I do believe we're going to keep the Senate. Okay, so number one, the Senate is, a, we, we got it, I hope we can in, in Georgia. If not Biden, that's what they want. I've heard it said that they were upset with President Obama. He was not radical enough. They wanted to enact a lot of these things we're seeing now during his eight years in, in the White House. They wanted to move the needle further left and even Obama did right this is their time this is why they went nuts when Hillary didn't make it because she was crazy enough to do it Clinton this is a beautiful Hillary, I don't <laughs> I'm Hillary. Ruth do I think Biden would do it the, those behind him yes they would they they've already done it they've already had Chad and Chaz and Chop and you know defund the police but I want you to hear what you're reading you're talking about a lawless complete lawless state you have to ask why. Why? The game plan is let it implode mm -hmm. so we can make government really big to come save it. That's what they want because there's nothing to save if it's functional. Absolutely.
All right, we've got to go to break. We'll be back in just a minute. They were so right. Break it. Break it. So that we can justify. You know what? This needs to be China. You cannot take Rittenhouse, the 17-year-old who was accused of killing two people during a riot in Kenosha, Wisconsin. He was released from jail on Friday after paying a $2 million cash bond. So he is no longer in custody in the Kenosha County Jail. Now, he is accused, if you don't remember, of shooting and killing two protesters, Anthony Huber and Joseph Rosenbaum, and then injuring one other during the civil unrest back in August that was ignited by the shooting of Jacob Blake. Now, he is facing six charges from the shooting, including first-degree intentional homicide and attempted intentional homicide. So you've been following this pretty closely. So tell me what your thoughts are on this. Well, I was there. Like, I, like I, I helped apply pressure to Joseph Rosenbaum. Like, I saw he got shot six feet from me. So, like, I kind of have an interesting perspective as people tell me what was happening that mm-hmm. night. Yeah, the entire narrative is, is off. Kyle Rittenhouse, the only argument that can be made is two things. Should he have been holding a firearm at his age, uh, you know, and was it legal for him to be holding that firearm? This is the argument. And number two, just asking the simple question, what, what was he out there for in the streets that night in Kenosha? And I'll tell you, this was multiple nights of rioting and looting. This was some of the most drastically damaging writing I've ever seen in my entire life. What's not reported by the TV, there wasn't enough reporters out there. There was a point, guys, where they burned down an entire like, downtown city block, the whole block, with like apartments above it while there were kids inside. I mean, these are not good people. These were not fighting for racial justice, you know, just pro- white protesters, you know, chanting BLM. These were, this was a coordinated domestic terrorist attack on U.S. soil that the army should have been involved in. I mean, I was, I have never seen I've never been to a battlefield, so I don't want to, you know, take stolen valor. But this was warfare. This was a war. This kid was out there with certain people. The only businesses that were getting saved were the ones that were being guarded by militias. I know why there's an attack on militias, because militias could actually be the answer and the solution to defending America. And there's a reason why they're attacking this kid is because the Americans like this are the ones who stand in the way of their plan. Mm -hmm. I am not happy that people were killed. Yes, it turned out one of them was a pedophile that was killed and stuff. And people say, well, did he deserve to die? No. When you deserve to die is when you bum rush and you run after a kid, Kyle. And I'll clarify this timeline that is backed up by the New York Times, backed up by ABC for anyone who wants to doubt it. I, these are verified terms. He did not fire the first shot that night. There were many guns shot that night. People had guns openly. There was a lot of guns that night. Somebody shot a gun while another individual, Joseph Rosenbaum, chased him. He threw something that appeared to be like a bag, and this guy, Kyle, fired back because he tried to grab his rifle from him. To me, even if you want to make the argument, should he have been there, why is this the argument of people that burned down an entire city? Like, why are we freaking out that somebody fought back? I think Kyle acted in self-defense from every video that I've seen. I think every American has the right to behave the way he did. And I will make this further argument. I don't care if I lose advertisers or people or get called a racist. I am glad Kyle was there that night and the militias were there. I think more damage would have been done. And I think this sends a strong message that has not been set strong enough that if the police don't want to do their damn jobs and if the military or people do not want to keep order, the American people will. 
And I think Kyle is an American hero, not because he murdered people, but because he stood up for a city, a place where he worked. People say he went there to kill people. No, a place where he worked. And I, don't, I hate the narrative. People don't want to be attached to him. I will go down with him. I will go down with Kyle until all charges of homicide are dropped. If he goes to jail for operating a weapon as a minor, that's up to him. That was his choice. If he goes to jail for, you know, something for defending property that wasn't his, that's up to him. I won't defend that he's saying that he's innocent of any charges. But did he do anything wrong in those killings? I do not believe so. And am I surprised that not more of that has happened? Yes. Well, what's interesting is the San Francisco District Attorney, uh, Chesa Boudin, is a far left progressive. Um, it's San Francisco's top prosecutor this year. So uh, Boudin argued against Kyle Rittenhouse's cash bail, citing strong evidence of racial bias. He said, look no further, strong evidence of white shooter motivated by racial bias committing a double murder with an assault rifle, but wealth sets him free. But it should be noted that both of the men whom Rittenhouse shot and killed were white. Uh, Boudin is a self-described socialist, but basically said cash bail is a discriminatory and unsafe approach to pretrial detention. What do you think? Look, you can't. You can't. What Elisha just did here was excellent. Okay, so so I, I'm not even going to, I, I, I align with it, but I don't, I want people to hear that. I want to make a separate point here. Do you want bail or not? Because you abolish bail in New York for rapists and murderers. They, they walk on the street. They just pull it, right? At midnight last year, they say no more bail. So do you want bail or not on the left? Is bail a good thing or is it a bad thing? Because here now you want him to stay in there. You don't like the fact that he could post bail, but you're letting criminals out on the street in New York every single day. They don't have to pay bail and bond. Innocent until proven guilty. Number one, this is still the United States of America. Americans are going to stand up, brother. They're going to do, you're going to see more of this. You're going to see Americans st stand up. And this kid was defending property that wasn't his property. Which so should every single American when something happens in your community that's not okay, that is against the law, setting a building on fire, a domestic terrorist attack with people in the building, every American should step up. You know, we should stop on the side of the road when a woman is struggling with a tire if she can't fix it, or a guy for that matter. Yes, you should step up when they burn your city down. We're going to see a lot more of this in this country. Can I say real fast, too? People yeah. say that he shouldn't have been there. Why was he in a city that wasn't his? When you're talking about Antioch, Illinois, and where he was in Kenosha, Wisconsin, that's like me living in Fort Worth being like, you shouldn't go to defend Dallas. It's like, this is, this is like within 30, 40 minutes. Like you can work in the city. It's like, I live 40 minutes from the studio, so I shouldn't come help the studio if it's on fire or, or we have a financial problem because they, they go, he crossed state boundaries. No, he didn't go from New York. He just like drove down the street. So give, yeah, give Elisha, your BS. You made a point. The, 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 yeah, of course this is a talking point. We can't, lives are lost. But nobody is talking about what they did there that night. Nobody, I've had nobody say what you just said. They were now. terrorists. Okay. Th th these, what people don't understand, and I want to bring this up because this is such a hot topic right now, even with Kyle, he's like trending online again, he's back out. What it's going to take is people like the MyPillow founder, you know, Mike uh, Lindell. Yeah, Mike Lindell Mike just Lindell. going, I'm going to bail, bail this guy out, meaning as conservatives, as right-wingers, wherever you fall, libertarians, people who love America, I should just say, people who love their country and their rights. We got to not bow down to the cancel culture, to the mob. And it's like, that's where people say, well, well you know, people have told me it's not good for your brand or this to tie yourself to Kyle. I go, you know what? It's not bad because of the narrative about, it's bad because of the narrative about Kyle, mm -hmm. not because of the truth about Kyle. That's where we got to stop caring about narratives. The narratives are wrong here. It's untrue about this kid and what he did. No matter who says it, the truth is out there and it'll set everyone free. And in this case, it is setting him free, it looks like. And so I just wish that more of us would grow a backbone and just stand up and go, 
Who gives a crap of the backlash we get? Because it's getting to a point where if you care about anything or what, what things are going to sound, just be cutthroat. Let your light shine brighter and just stick up for the Stand people who truth. are under attack. Yeah. Truth. So truth we're grateful for people like you guys, absolutely, and for you being brave enough to be there on the ground and actually yeah. see what's Thank going on and me. report the truth. I didn't know that was going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we got to go to break. We'll be back in just a minute. Stick with us. We asked you, are you confident Rudy Giuliani can prove voter fraud? 66% of you said, yes, I like your optimism there. Today's question, do you think President Trump still has a chance to win the 2020 election in court? Yes. Yes. I say yes, too. We're going to leave it on a positive note. Have a great day, everybody. We'll see you tomorrow. Thanks for listening to the news and why it matters. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you'd like to watch the program, become a Blaze TV subscriber and start your free trial now at blazetv.com.